is your friend, the Todd Father. This is our next episode of Man, We're Too Old for This. This week we'll be talking about House of X and Powers of Ten number two. And we'll be talking about a few little Star Wars rumors going around the internet this week. I'll be joined as usual by my normal cast, Tarky, the experience some call Jason at CDL113. Catch us later. As in right now. So Mora seems real obsessed with Earth for some reason in all her reincarnations. That's that's the big takeaway I got from chapter two. Or issue two. Yeah, she's she's really concerned with the survival of the people. Yeah, but like you can survive and not be on Earth. Yeah, which you which you're still at the level of tech to deal with. No offense, you get far enough past Earth. Y yeah. They can do all the mutant hating they want in this one little section of space. You have a sustainable population, and you're the you are the best geneticist when it comes to mutants That's true. in existence. They could leave. You, go, you leave. You go away. And it's not like there aren't mutants that can, you know, can't manipulate atmospheres. Who's that? Who's that woman that she's like an interstellar pop star? Lala, she, oh, Lala Lala Chang. Chang. Yeah, because she can teleport interstellar distances. So, you know. And she has her own world. The trick is, though, a good place for some mutants to Yep. The trick is, that, that's, prob that's probably them looking at, like, you're not going to run me away from my home. Quite possibly. But when you're faced with actual extinction to the point that you've got, in the near future, when you've got, like, six mutants in the solar system, sometimes you got to take that ale at least for a little while. And my big thing is, she has multiple reincarnations. She has seen herself fail enough times. You, you're kind of coming. She's really coming at it with a, you know, mm -hmm. horse blinders on. By the same token, in Power of X, you're jumping ahead a hundred years. And in most of her incarnations, that she was only living to like seventy. I think there was an exception or two. Yeah. And and like, but like I said, that's that's still one of those kind of things when you go, okay, if you went, I'm gonna take all black people. We're gonna go to Jupiter. You know how damn hard it'd be to get all of us gone? Mm -hmm. But how hard would it be to get a viable population gone? The trick is, though, you get the impression that they kind of did the whole, well, there's some of us here, some of us here, some of us there here. There were a couple and spots it, in the Shi'ar Empire. And it still didn't work. It's still down to, like, eight of them. So, well, the eight of them were in the solar system. Oh, that's for him. And then you had a couple of thousand in other spots in the Shi'ar Empire. But when you come from millions, having a couple of thousand left. It means you waited too long. Or it didn't work. It's completely possible that it didn't work. Well, the thing is, you know, if you've got, you know, sentient AI by that point, like Nimrod, if you've got variations of him that they launch out into the, difference, into the stratosphere yeah, of the system, they can hunt you down. They have a mother mold. Yeah. And the mother mold creates other master mold. Which is going to create tons of damn symptoms. Mm -hmm. And if their thing is exterminate mutants, okay, we yeah, left and went here. If you've set up in somebody else's empire, and those signals start blowing into somebody else's empire, yeah, human signals are stout. Creased signals would be stout. Just based on the based on the level of technology you're dealing with, they ought to be stout. The, the thing is also like once you've got enough distance from Earth, you're you're going to hit alien civilizations before you hit where the mutants ran to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the thing is, let's forever. face it, humanity, it's always the thing of humanity's fighting amongst themselves until something truly strange shows up. 
Yeah, they'd start shooting off and go, Ho! We run into a nihilist as the human race. Well, hold on, we need to deal with this first. Hold on, we need to... There are enough things you could put in the... It appears as though there are enough things you could put in the way. But that's kind of all the X-Books is. <clears throat> they get a kind of a tunnel vision focused on mutancy without dealing with any of the other strange stuff in the world that if you start going into the future, yeah, all this other weirdness that's, that exists in that world is going to start becoming an issue. Yeah. Well, like, if you roll back a little bit, like Days of Future Past, the Sentinels had killed off, you know, superheroes. You know, and yeah, they went after everybody. They went after everybody. And once you start having a, have a mother mole crank out master moles, which are cranking out more Sentinels, yeah, at some point they're going to be looking at normal superheroes as, you know, a mutation. And well, what it was in Days of Future Past was the regular heroes had basically gone this is some BS and were fighting with the mutants. That was what had the, that's what had the Sentinels go after them and that. And the thing is, Days of Future Past, it was anybody that wasn't baseline human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you still had those people that, you know, when they had the, the Scarlet Letters, M was the worst. You had ones that carried the, the potential for mutancy that weren't allowed to breathe. And then you had baseline humans. Baseline humans were the only thing that were kind of free by that point. Because that's the thing. What you're seeing in Hickman's run is you got AI coming. And that's that's the real victor of all that is, yeah, not humans. Yeah, not mutants. Rise of the machines. It's, it's the machine. The machines basically went, yeah, all of you screwed up. So we take it over. Truth I'm waiting for. It's it the machine's a very Ultron, it seems. Yeah. I'm truthfully wondering is he gonna pop up somewhere. That that'd be a nice fit. twist. He would fit. Yeah. Because technically he is a mutant. If you think about it in terms of the way he, he keeps well technically so the symbols. They you know they they have gotten rid of symbols since what the second time they popped up by basically going, You mutants. Your life has changed as yep. you yep. You evolve, hit your mute back. Which isn't really good scientific term where it's genetics genetic speaking. But it only matters how you define it in the sentence programming. Yep. <clears throat> um, I also like how this 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 is brought to me in a hilarious way of going, oh, I know exactly what the storyline is now, because I've seen it before in manga. Because right now the big thing in manga is reincarnation stories. They're huge right now, so as soon as I saw more, I'm like, oh, hey, it's one of these. Yeah. Like I said, the thing that, the thing that kind of glommed for me where I, where I went from, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not, they're like, oh, okay, that's kind of slick. It's, he truly did a hard reboot of the X-Men, and you could say the universe. Because there's a whole lot of stuff that didn't happen. I thought that was kind of neat. Which long term probably means this is going to be another Age of Apocalypse style story. Which well, I don't have a problem yeah, with. This either. is going to wrap up bad and then you may have more uh, <clears throat> in 616 trying something else. Yeah. Like I said, he's, he's got dangling plot threads. And the trick with Hickman is the thing that I like about him is he's a long term writer like Claremont. And issue two 
yeah, we still know what the fuck we're going on. Yeah. As far as enjoying the story. And at the end of this, the question, question is, is will, he, will he give a wrap up that makes sense? Yeah. 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 He's, he hadn't been bad. You know, his run on Avengers was long as hell. The whole incursion thing was, that was Hickman. Black Panther becoming King of the Dead was Hickman. You know, he, he gives you a, a decent story. Yeah, I think about it. He kind of wheedled those together pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good writer. Like I said, it, my, my initial problem with the book was, I don't know why the X-Men acting like this. this it, because I was looking at it as it's a continuation mm-hmm. in some form, and I'm like, well, that you know, these characters aren't acting right at all. That makes sense. But you basically got, at the very beginning of their careers, they were shown that, you know, all their dreams were going to accomplish nothing. Yep. That's going to be some life-changing. Yeah. Some life-changing information that just don't so it, it kind of it kind of puts a twist on the thing where you know they are going into it knowing that nothing that we had planned worked worked. We ended up dead. Well, yeah, if I went into something knowing that yeah every, everything that was baseline me was going to end up with me dead, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a different person. You go, man, Rayleigh me's going to die. Well, let's see if Wackadoo me lives. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, which is also what. Oddly enough, you're pretty. You never given enough information to know if first, if first life Mordra, what happened to mutants in that line. That's true. Because it just you just get told she lived a normal life. She lived a normal human life. Well, uh, you're also told about her with the uh, Brotherhood section when she's doing a lot of genetic work. Yeah, if you die before your power activates, you'll just be dead normally. Which means some point in her standard life, it activated. But Sentinels never came after her in that life. That's true. Sentinels never detected her in any of those lives. Right. But in all the lives you've seen, Sentinels got crazy powerful. Except that one. That's true. Except the one where she did nothing. The one she did nothing, Sentinels never went crazy. Well, that you know of. They could go the whole... uh, Greek tragedy rap, you know, it's really her interfering that keeps causing this. That's true. And you have to remember if, let's say, that her first life ran the normal X-Men's kind of storyline, Days of Future Past, the whole point of it was the Simples took over America. Because that was the thing, is they were trying to take out the Simples before the rest of the world nuked the living hell out of America to keep the Simples from spreading. Hmm. She was in Scotland. Yeah. And yeah. you get maybe the maybe wide awake didn't get reached that far. So she lived a normal human life, that was it. And as far as the, you know, hundred years in the future, so forth and so forth, well, she'll know in seventy two, so she wouldn't she would have a clue how it all actually wrapped up. Except in the apocalypse line. Yeah. I I love just that walk of yeah, she's treating life like a dating sim at that point of going, I picked you once, didn't work out, I picked you, didn't work out. Let's try you. Crazy war man. Let's yeah. go crazy war man with this one. And, and the, and the uh, splash panel where, you know, they're... I'm like, it's not a version of Mora I think I've ever seen, you know? And she's doing that shit with a smile on her face. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die with a smile on my face. That's the thing. Take you with me. It's her whole thing. Is trying to come up with something where, you know, my people survive. Yeah. Hey, hey, at that point, she's literally in the face of I'm just throwing crap against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. 
Because that's what I like about the start of, of Powers of Ten. It's her and Professor X going to Magneto. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, well, we never got along. You're going to get along this time. Open up your mind. Well, what if it's some trick to defeat me? It's not. For once. Yeah, trust. Trust. <laughs> and he opens up his like, why? And he sees all the different realities. Like, man, all my dreams was just crap. And she's like, yep. You're, and Trump's like, yep, my dream, crap. Your dream, crap. We're going to have you night dreams or something because this ain't working. Everything crashes and burns. Yeah. And it's kind of neat to go, you know, f- to actually go to apocalypse is like, and he, even he's like, yeah, yeah it's bullshit. Yeah, it's going to work. When, <laughs> I, when I read that issue, it was like the, the old expression of, you know, insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's what popped into my mind when I read that. I'm thinking, oh, she's decided to go the opposite route. Scientific method. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. No? Okay, let's try this. Now, as a fan of the old Guardians of the Galaxy book, both from the 90s and Dad's old ones from the 60s or 70s, whatever it was, one problem I have with those kind of storylines is every other possible future outside of the actual X-Book that you see in Marvel it was die off naturally. They just, they, you had this big explosion because of all the atomic testing, and then they just gradually, even in the Guardians book, when all the mutants basically took your idea and they migrated to a world, that thousand years later when the Guardians find them, you've got seven mutants on the planet. The planet of a couple hundred thousand, you've got seven mutants running the planet. Everybody else is baseline human. But they didn't die to sentinels. No, they did not. Yep. Points to me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the plan worked. You know, your descendants are still alive. I'm just saying the whole, there's a mutant explosion or, you know, from a historical standpoint, mutants are not a long-term problem. No. The truth is, nobody currently knows that. Yeah, it's bringing up old crap. Well, 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 no, and now you're talking about the bringing up the old The characters crap. don't if, know that. If you are current day, old crap, there are tons of these damn things popping yeah, up. Fair enough. You know, they don't know, oh. 2,000 years from now, they won't be a problem anymore. But they're going, I don't give a shit because I got to deal with them. You know, that little girl's power erupted in class and exploded and half the town's gone. That's a now problem. Yeah. The short term I mean, from the standpoint of the, of the writing, though, you know. But see. It's bothering me that nobody pays attention to what else is written in the, in the city. My, my thing has always been in, like, the 616 universe with mutants. Oh, we've got to get rid of them. We've got to get rid of them, like. Have you not paid attention to how the government handles things? Wait, that's a potential weapon? Let's recruit that, or let's buy that, or, or hey, that's hey, our Let's problem. take these psychotic, animalistic ones and sue them even more. Oh, wait, they got loose. Who knew that was going to happen? Yeah. Sorry, it's happened to every ex-weapon we've done. Yeah, well, yeah. My other thing is just, Oops. like, from the standpoint of look at what else is in this universe, mutants are really kind of like a mid-tier problem. Yeah, most of them are not like alpha, I mean like omega level. Most of them like, are like... You've got a couple mutants you keep on a list of like, these. Watch out for these crazy motherfuckers. Also like, there's Thor and Loki. Like, those are... And there's a race in MMF percent. Yeah, it's like, we got bigger fish that we don't have to fry, but we gotta know what's See, that was, that was That was the thing in... From the storyline standpoint, Thor and Loki are less because you see Thor, you see Loki, 
One, they don't believe in gods, for one. Yeah, it's just a really powerful some bitch like you know, Wonder Man or something flying around. You got a problem because you got powered something, period. But the trick with mutants is they erupt. That's 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 usually the thing that they use to worry the living hell out of everybody is because you know you go along mind your own business all of a sudden everything that you look at explodes. You know, in Scott's case, yeah. that's just it. All of a sudden, you got a force beam blasting out of his eyes, destroying everything in his field of vision. When you do that in class, yeah, that's a problem. You do that at a football game, that's a problem. The eruption is scary. Now, if you want to talk about it from the right standpoint, it's racism it's supposed to make sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was literally a question one time. Why the hell people, why is the thing the idol millions and he's a giant rock monster and everybody's scared of Jubilee? Yeah. It's racism. It's not supposed to yeah. Yeah. be in cognitive sense. It, it's the scary fact that a little girl might have the power to turn solid objects into liquid. Just yeah. like that, he, you know he's a big, you know, rock monster looking thing, but he's like, hey, I'm a hero. I'm not going to hurt you. That's going to drive that sense of a little bit. But yeah, but that's one thing I would have to say, kind of critical. And like I said, I'm enjoying the story so far, but I am so tired. And they've been doing it since Days of Future Past. And everything's been copied up from the Heroes TV show to what have I am so tired. To, oh, we found out a dark future. We got to do something about it. How many times are you going to do that story? I mean, Hickman's taking an interesting take on it, but I'm just kind of sick of that style of story. I'm not sick of it in X-Men because it, it's their baby. The the stopping the days of future past has been a recurring problem from X-Men since days of future past. You know, it's yeah. you are going to have a future where you are enslaved and exterminated. And, you know, so yeah, that 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 becomes a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, for, for the X-Men, it makes sense. Story-wise, it's, it's just, it's been an ever-present problem. Yeah, I mean, like I said, knockoffs, other comics have done it, uh, John Burns and X-Men, that was the entire plot of the series. Tomorrow People. Tomorrow People. Every season of Heroes was the exact same thing. Yeah. Except those were poorly to tell the story. I mean, like, I'm tired of the aspect of, every future sucks. I'm tired of that aspect. I like when story is like, no, no, there's a good future. We're just trying to fix this patch here where it sucks. There's a series of, of superhero novels I read that that's, that's the gist. There's a golden age coming. This time-traveling guy, split it two for some reason, his power's activated. And, you know, both of them travel around. They know there's this golden age coming. The trick is there's only about a billion humans when we get there. So you've had this massive die-off in between. And the conflict in the first book is essentially around this time, these, these two time travelers and their different methods. One of them is trying to con kind of convince the governments to kind of work together, and one of them's like, "No, we need to, we need a tyrant. Tyrants suck. The human race can survive another tyrant." So he's doing terror. One of them is doing terrorist acts to try to basically topple democracy and you know get you a centralized, you know, one person on top because that's you can. With one person in charge and a lack of bureaucracy, you can react to things quicker. And you had things like, you know, zombie plague, or not zombie plague, vampire plagues coming, and some mad geneticists releasing kaiju. You know, you had some bad crap coming in the future. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't mind the thing. I, I kind of like 
read the thing where, you know, it's like human mutants is the big problem of the, you know, it's the problem. And you have the benefit of being able to look and go, you really need to be smashing your toaster. Yeah. <laughs> you you <laughs> worry, you worry about don't. the other people. Uh-uh. You need to be busting up the internet as quickly as you can. And well, I'm the trick is, how many alien invasions have they had to repel? Mutants are weird, but they're still basically human. As opposed to you have, you know, a well, ton of scrolls. Most of them are still basically human. Glob is glob. Fair enough, sir. Glob. But then you have, you know, the scrolls show up, or the phalanx show up, or, you know. Now, like I said, that's that's one of the things of the Marvel Universe that if you do that, yeah, that makes sense. you got shit to worry about. But once you, you have to go into it going, it's not supposed to make sense. Yeah. You know, if you look at that, Hulk, Hulk is a damn bigger problem than just about every damn mutant you name. Because Hulk's going to show up great shit and hell, depending on the personality. Maybe, you know, you have got futures where he does take over the world. Mm-hmm. On an individual basis, Storm Magneto would be a bigger issue as far as sheer amount of collateral damage. Until you have Warbreaker that busts up your planet and explodes. Warbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Foot you start steps. going into the Goku, yeah. just so OP, yeah. and it's like you just turn into Golden Age Superman, or whatever. Which is basically what Warbreaker was. Yeah, but that's a. It's we've gone into a power spiral, and you know, that's a thing. Well, when you deal with something that goes, well, what's your other power then? Don't have one. I don't have one. It's only how pissed off I am. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. when, when you develop a sleep forever pill. <laughs> Here, take this. Well, it's, you know, it's where they developed to shoot him off into another planet, Bill. <laughs> Some bitch came back, trained him how to fight. They dropped him off in other dimensions and he came back. Yeah. Crossroads, free out was. Yeah, 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 yeah that's the other dimension. Yeah, that's, you know. Probably into the microverse. Yeah, they put Hulk all kinds of places and go, yeah, we finally got rid of him. And then he shows back up. Yeah, shit. Really? And when he shows up, he's really all they need. He's locked banner up somewhere with a lot of marijuana. <laughs> he ain't gonna get up too upset. He'll get hungry. But that's a but you keep, problem. You, but you keep supplies up. here. All the chips you can eat. Uh, like well, he's about, he's about 300 pounds now, but he's <laughs> mellow. <laughs> he's chill as hell. Well, what is a lot of weed. We put THC in all of his food too. <laughs> I never think about somebody smoke. Oh, he doesn't smoke it. We pump it into the air. <laughs> Rick Jones smokes it, he's just getting the shotgun. Rick Jones' entire job is go. <laughs> when, when Rick gets tired, we get Snoop in here. here. Oh. I don't know if we can call Happy Fun Time Nimrod Happy Fun Time Nimrod anymore. Yeah. He was not nice. Well, he, he apologized. He, he didn't change his niceness about it, but he, he was cordial as he disintegrated them bastards for no real reason. And then he picked that up man his skull and had a Macbeth moment with him. That's what I liked about that scene. It was like, last poor year, you know, that's what went through my head when he picked up his skull. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Nimrod ain't right in the head, okay. Well, that explains why floating head Nimrod later is like, yeah, we're mad about some things I did. You should. <laughs> You yeah, it's a bad. You did. You're doing the you know, evil mastermind mistake number one or two or whatever it was. You know, to whacking your own henchmen for no reason. Are you tired? 
Well, uh, I'm not a little. That's when you sit there and go, oh, and that's when he fucked up. Yep. When she starts going, ah, I'm not tired of. Yeah, what the hell? Zap. Simple answer of no, sir. Hmm. Should have made your robots. My mistake. <laughs> yeah. He was still having fun time with Rods that day. Yeah, he conversed with them after they were dead. Yeah. The fact that they couldn't answer back, not, not, it's all about wrong. Well, then he's just monologuing to an empty room. Well, happy fun time Nimrod may be crazy. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think there's a maybe to it. I think he is. I did like the whole thing. Well, you know, I'm not even going to lie to you. Because I could. I could lie to you. You know that, right? I know you think I can't, but I consider it lie to you all day, but just the pleasure of it. But you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to deny myself the pleasure of telling you a tall tale. Unfortunately, they were dead by this point. <laughs> well, he was, they weren't dead by the point he was explaining it, only by the point that he was. Well, by the time he basically says that line where he was like, the truth and deny myself the pleasure, yeah, he's talking to Haskell. He told him. See, I thought that was when they, I was thinking that was when they first walked in that he said that. Yeah, yeah he, when they first walk in, they're standing there, and one guy made a sound or didn't answer right away. He goes, are you tired? A little bit, sir. You know, no, no, no. He, he smarted off. Yeah, he looked at oh, I'm sorry, sir. It's, it's been a rough day, and you know, he's tired. Yeah, and, and then he looked at the other one. He goes, "Are you tired?" Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Which means don't lie to me, Rod. Also, don't again. tell Nimrod the truth. <laughs> I'm just a little tired. Don't speak to Nimrod. Don't be found in Nimrod's presence. Don't catch Nimrod's eye. What do you do? Oh shit! What happened? Now, one thing I did like when uh, Xavier Magneto were explaining to Scott about the motherboard. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit ghost. So Scott's like, oh, so it's a next generation of, of Sentinel. Well, you know, they're already adapted. We think this is when Nimrod becomes active. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did you catch in the drawing the little dots around Xavier's head? And then when you see Scott again, he's got the little thing. So it's like, he's messing with Scott's head right there in front of me. And Magneto's got the helmet on. He can't do it, but. Okay, what did you just do to Scott? I also noticed that uh, the weird Cthulhu-looking guy apparently is Cypher combined with Krakoa. Yeah. Or it's just Krakoa and he's got access to everybody he needs to talk Well, he, he flat out says that that was Cypher. That he, he had inhabited that body because that body had connected with him. No. It was like the consciousness in it, the original consciousness is long since gone, but I'm still going around. So he was quite, you know, still pleased that he had a little roost out ass body. <laughs> but if you need to, if you need to decipher computer code and stuff, cipher power is anymore. Yeah, because you know that was his thing. You know, I can I can talk to anything. Go you Warren, still one of the oldest motherfuckers that truly he really should have been one of them. That you figure if you had any kind of real war, he probably would have made it out. Wolverine's fart line. Yeah. He's usually the first joker to run towards everything, you know. He's the one that got punched into space before, so. Yeah. But with that coalition, you start to wonder how much of. I know it's basically, well, we erased it all the way back to Grant Morrison's run, but hell, when you see this one, hell, that. That X Men never should have taken place because that's something that was 
was a mutant coalition, it looks like, from jump. Yeah. I don't know, you know, at that point, I don't know if Marvel had, have you already had the X-Men, you already had that conflict, because I know he was, that was Magneto in that period where he was, where his base was the Bermuda Triangle. So that's, hell, that, that's in and around the time, if you go back and read the books, they had just got done with the brood. Because yeah. you know, Yana, she ends up in limbo when they were on Magneto's Bermuda Island base. Uh, Carol Dan was was with him. I, I think that's I think that's right before she was hanging with the X Men. They had I take that lie back. They hadn't fought the group yet. Because when yeah. Star Jammers come to Earth, to yeah. help them, she yeah. goes off yeah. in space with. Them. And then the brood experiment on her, and that's how she gets the binary power. So that's eighties ish. Yeah, eighties. Is there somewhere? So yeah, you know. And you know you've had conflict between the two because Magneto's not really trusting him. So, like I said, that's that's been kind of fun. Is trying to figure out, okay, what the hell is going on? Where, where the exactly hell, where the hell is this actually fitting in? One and another thing that uh, Hickman doing this and I give him bad points for in a race A versus X. God, I hated that damn story. I completely hate it. There was nothing that came out of A versus X of horseshit. The death of Xavier, the Phoenix Five, the dissolution of Storm and Black Panther's marriage. That nothing came out. Nothing good came out of A versus X. The Juggalosis, all that shit. Please, please scrub that shit up. My only problem with it is he, he does not get rid of Morrison and Morrison runs crap. Yeah. I don't care who like Grant Morrison's run X Men. That that run X Men was pure garbage. You know, when you've had Beak, you know that's the Beak. Yeah, Angel, the Fly, Fly. The yeah, Angel. Uh, that was a name, but yeah, she had Fly power. I was waiting for her to call her Fly Girl. I said they're gonna. I know they're gonna call her Fly Girl. I know they're gonna call her Fly Girl. Please don't call her Fly Girl. <laughs> and the only thing more disgusting than those characters when they had kids. Oh my god! What the hell? What is wrong with you? I call it the puke days. Marson had a thing about every issue of his. Oh yeah, somebody, somebody vomited. Somebody looking, yeah. yeah, somebody vomited, or they talked about somebody vomited. Is that a puke finish or something? Everybody was running around in the black leathers because they were trying to make a little movie. Yeah. That was when they decided, you know, run around in this superhero costume. Back, yeah. Yeah. Run around in this superhero costume. You all look stupid. Psst. Stupid now. <laughs> no, no, we look like a cool biker day. No, no, you don't. No. You look no. like you're displaying a fetish, yeah. real hard. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. Humans, because they're genetic freaks. I know they're sexual deviants. <laughs> so which one of you? No, before the days of no king chain. So which one of you is gonna tell me to call them dad? Oh, all of you. Oh, okay. Explains a lot. You see Go the guy this. that looks like a newly hatched baby bird? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> nope. Is that the underage? I can't tell. <laughs> oh, he looks like an underdeveloped chicken. Really? A little bit. <laughs> kind of gross 
me the hell out. Isn't he the one that the Stanford Cuckoos, you know, revealed to everybody what he really looked like? Yeah, beak. He used to carry a baseball bat because he didn't have no damn powers. And like when they did another one of these future jumping storylines, you got to see him as an adult. He looked like an eagle, a hawk, or some shit. Yeah. Still didn't improve it. You sat there like, what the hell are you smoking? This story's great. There's nothing great about this story. Are you the Falcon of the future? Yes, I am. Well, I was redesigned to appeal to the furries. Who thought, who thought that character could take a down? Feather turn. I think it's all falls under fairy, uh, furries. Yeah, but it's specifically feathery. It's a bird. The fact I've that you know something. that creeps me the hell out. I've learned something today that I never wanted to know. Yeah, I should ruin my whole life. He's more into anime and manga, so it doesn't surprise me to know some of this stuff. Anything else like that, though, just confused it. I'm not judging. Hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a judge. Just keep it to yourself. How about the next men <laughs> But I was talking about X-Men. Okay, if you maybe, say so. Maybe that's a good time to segue into the Star Wars rumors. Well, I did want to point out there's something I want to see. Because there's that one section, Power of Ten, where Apocalypse announces he's leading the team. I want to see that mission. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to see it. I don't figure it goes well, but I want to see that mission. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's Because when they jump later on, they're talking about having Celestial Tech. Yeah. Well, Apocalypse, other than if you get yeah. the Eternals, Apocalypse is the only person I know. And you know at some point, Apocalypse and Nimrod go toe-to-toe because in Mario's lives, one of the... Things you see, yes, Apocalypse and Nimrod going. Maybe a final scene. Yeah, it would. Apocalypse would lose that. More, yeah, against Nimrod probably. There really ain't no problem to it, because hell, remember, Nimrod, hell, in his early appearance, dropped Juggernaut's ass. You can drop Juggernaut, you can drop Apocalypse. But yeah, uh, let's segue into the quick little Star Wars. Uh, rumor is the reason why the, the Star Wars movies have been the way they've been is because George Lucas still owns a portion of the rights to the characters he created. He came up with. Are they trying to keep that man from getting paid? A little bit. And they're perfectly willing to kill your child heroes to do it. Yeah, right. And it, and it seemed, and it, that is, it's rumored that that's the reason why they have gone out of their way basically to just take a huge pee on Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. The reason why you you they you know the whole thing of Force Awakens. Hey, all the original cast members are back. Well, most of the original cast members are back, and you never see them in a scene together. Yeah, cause we ain't paying that money. Yeah. We're gonna kill them off so we don't have to. And let's be honest, I I tend to believe that rule because it is George Lucas. It is the one that you know when 20th Century Fox originally. Went, we don't have a whole lot of faith in your movie. He went, well, if you don't really have faith in it, can I have 100% of the merchandising? And they went, Psh. yeah. And you can pay me a little less. I mean, yeah. Just, just, I'll, I'll take a little less, but can I have 100% of the merchandising? Psh. The hell's that going to be worth? Here, take it. And it turns, go straight to a toy company. I've got this idea. Here you go. We're making a movie. I want to make... Well, well, the toys took off after the movie was yeah. made. Yeah. The trick is... I yeah. mean, he did have to deal with that ahead of time. But yeah, the thing is... Because he went to Migo, and they turned him down. Yep. And Kenner? 
Yeah, was Kenner was the one that did them. But it's not just the toys, it's every sheet, it's every Star Wars cereal, it's every lightsaber, it's every, every shoe, it's every shirt, yep. it's every hat, it's every... It's every know. bag of I believe baby Ford, carrots. I believe Harrison Ford has a little bit of every Han Solo sold. Yeah. Because he offered that same kind of deal to the actors. I pay you a little bit less, but you get a you know, small percentage of the merchandising for your character. <laughs> Nobody's And only Han or only Harrison Ford took the deal. Nobody's going to watch this crap. Flash Gordon's coming out. Well, I have some love in my heart for that movie. Yeah, it's not your person. My, I got carried to the, uh, my mom carried me and my cousin to Star Wars. My dad carried me to Flash Gordon in the, you know, in that same time frame. So I got to see both of them when they both came out. So, yeah, I saw both of them. Well, I saw Star Wars in a drive-in and I saw Flash Gordon, me, my mom, and my cousin. You know, and somebody was obviously a huge Queen fan because they had the volume cranked up so damn loud and, you know, just a boom, 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 boom. He said, sweet Jesus, my ear. That's a great soundtrack. I used to own it. It's not, track. It's, it's, it's not when it's turned up to like 20. It feels like Freddie Mercury's right here screaming, ah, you're <laughs> Sweet God. What the hell is that? But anyway, so that's a possible explanation why they're killing off everybody and taking such a whiz on them. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's profit. It's, it's, it's not just Kathleen Kennedy's using this as a soapbox, which she is. It's, you know. It has multiple problems. It's just, this is just an explanation for some of it. This is why old man Luke is screwed up because they don't want you to like old man Luke. Right. You don't want to like him? Why? Crazy old man drink green sludge from some kind of space slug. He drinks slurm. Nobody likes a slurm drinker. Bunch of sick shit. Tell me, you don't buy his merchandise? We don't pay Lucas as much. Hey, but now none of the merchandise is selling <laughs> because we don't like the replacement. We don't like it at all. <laughs> the actors playing them don't like them. I can't wait for the movie to come out just to see what Boyega is going to say after it's out. The trick is, you may be the only person waiting for that movie to come out. Because when you look at the, when you look at, you know, the buzz for it. Hey, there's no Star Wars movie coming out. There's the buzz for Rise of Skywalker is pretty much in the toilet. Huh. You know, they sit there and go, I, I can't figure out why this is something. I can't figure out why nobody's excited about this movie. And because they saw the last two. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Good night, everybody.